1: Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to another classic episode of Buckets. Wow, so much has happened since we spoke last, so let's just get into it. Of course, with Billy Scafuri. You getting bucket buckets? Ooh,
0: Austin Rivers is a nick. Yeah, I- all of our <laughs> dreams have come true. That is
1: the news from the There's, free agency and draft period. Know. We got him, boys. We got him. like, I mean, we didn't even talk about the draft, and then all of free agency. Every trade has happened. One year, five <laughs> million. Yeah. That's we got him, boys <laughs> it seems to be like i guess the knicks think that's the only kind of contract actually they broke the bank for alec right. burke one year, $6 million yeah that was it's just so we'll get into the knicks <laughs> at some
0: point but yes the draft has occurred free agency for the most part has occurred
1: yeah. uh, the draft was kind of fun i wasn't expecting to be as into it as i was i stuck around for longer than i thought i would it was weird that i knew all the names but could tell you almost nothing about each yeah of them. I feel like I'm
0: a much more informed, uh, you know, NBA fan than when I was watching it. I was like, all right, Halliburton, (laughs) Williams, like Edwards, like I just I should know more.
1: But for some reason, I just can't speak uh, too intellectually on each player. It seems like there's only two kinds of players and it's like six foot, eight inch combo, small, four, stretch, five kind of guy or like Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. point guard. And that's it. There's right. Like, that's what the NBA is. Right. It's a positionless league. But you hear about like Anthony Edwards gained
0: like thirty pounds and an inch and a half just since college yeah. to today. It's like you. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, they're
1: eighteen. Like these are like such like young kids. It's crazy. So yeah, they're they're too young. Almost one could argue they're too young to be playing professional basketball. But that's neither here nor there. And yet
0: in 2023, I believe that's when the high school kids are allowed back in. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. And that's where the Knicks are just. Buttering their bread right now.
1: Stack and picks for 2023. I mean, you, uh, I sent you some, like, high school highlights. There was, like, that, like, 7-foot-1-inch white kid against, like, mm-hmm. Amoni Bates who looks like Kevin fucking Durant meets Kevin Garnett in, like, a 15-year-old's yeah. body. Yeah,
0: we're seeing more of these, like, we say stretch fours, but I mean, like, stretched out seven-footers, yeah. like, stretch centers <laughs> in high school that are, like, yeah, it's, like, you're not right, but there's more of you. There's, like, an <laughs> army of these, like, Gumby-type white dudes. Like, yeah. they're not just international. Now they're, now they're domestic, too. How, how tall is the tallest guy in your high school? We had one guy named David Schloss. Who was, and if your last name is Schloss, you got some, you got some inches. Yeah. And he was in high school, like, 6'10", 6, 6'11". 6, wow. Wow. Like, he was a center. Like, when both teams came out for layup lines, it was like, all right, they have the big.
1: So that guy was yamming.
0: That guy was dunking. He, and, like, he made it to a SUNY team, I believe. Like, a State oh. University of New York team. And it's like, but you're 6'11". Like, how yeah. many of there are you? And it yeah. turns out a lot, because Instagram <laughs> is showing us these Gumby-like dudes. We
1: didn't have that. I mean, obviously, we didn't have that at my private Jewish school. There was no 6-foot-11-inch guys dunking.
0: Yeah, I don't think that there was 10 years before David Schloss or 10 years after
1: David Schloss. So it <laughs> yeah. was just a real sweet spot for Oceanside High School. <laughs> uh, all right, draft-wise, what are you excited about? Are you excited about LaMelo and or Obi Toppin into the Knicks? So— I've listened to a lot of NBA podcasts, especially the day after the
0: draft. All you want to hear is like after your team wins the championship, you just want to watch SportsCenter where they're just like, this was so awesome. They're the best team. It's just like you want to swim in that. So I tuned into Simmons and Lowe and just the big (laughs) names. And I listened for an hour and 15. If it was Simmons, seven hours and 15. And... There was so much real estate for them to maybe mention Obi Toppin, and no one over the course of, like, four podcasts, they'd be like, and with the sixth, seventh, and ninth picks, these are our thoughts. And I just, like, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. So I guess we have to give a little bit of attention to Obi Toppin, if only for a second. Okay, so what do you know? Um, what do you know, B, about Obi? So what do I know about Obi is he's from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Good start. Great start. Great start. Uh, Yeah, people didn't know. It was funny when he got drafted. It seemed like the common tweet was, is he going to be able to handle New York? Like some people can't handle New York. And it's like, well, he was (laughs) raised here. So it's all he knows. (laughs) Apparently he had a massive growth spurt um, where he went from like 6'2 to 6'9. And that's when he kind of just exploded into being like, oh, I just dunk now. Um, They say he can shoot. I really don't know. The comp is Amari.
1: I really just don't know. I mean, I like that. It almost sounds like Kobe. That's a start. It does sound a lot like Kobe. And it's hard to say because, I mean, there's like videos of like, you know, Hassan Whiteside shooting threes and Mitch Robinson shooting threes. Like just because you can do it in an empty gym, like how often do they give you the green light in the game? It seems rare. Right. And when we're texting on a group text chain, you like to um, just like figure out ways of
0: insulting the Knicks and stuff like that. And one of our favorite things um, that I kind of play with, too, is we have 11 power forwards and RJ Barrett. Yeah. And for us to pass on whoever everyone says Tyrese Halliburton is going to be like the next important player in the NBA
1: for another power forward felt like,
0: all right, we're still the Knicks. <laughs> still the Knicks. Definitely yeah. still the
1: Knicks. But then they, then they started waving power forwards and uh, cutting them. So it's like it felt weird. Mm-hmm. They just signed so many and now they're just getting rid of them all. So I'd like to touch on that for a second because <laughs> last year... It was It's such deja
0: vu with Knicks fans, where we just make the same mistakes over and over again. Or at least we put our faith in the funniest things over and over again. So last year, there were no real free agents for us. And
1: frankly, no free agents wanted to come to us, as was established with Durant and Kyrie. Well, yeah, it was the and, KD and s- Kyrie, like, keep your fingers crossed. They want to play in New York. They only have two mm-hmm. options. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Turns out we didn't have a backup plan. Right. And so <laughs> we said... Let's try
0: and be received as smart by signing only one-year deals, yep. $10 million each, to a bunch of power forwards, <laughs> and we'll trade most of them at the deadline. So Nick's I were like, all right, I guess we'll buy another year of rebuilding. Well, we only <laughs> traded one, from what I can remember, Marcus, Marcus Morris. Morris. Yep. We kept all of the rest of them, and we <laughs> cut them all <laughs> this year. So all we did was platoon um, for this free agent class, In which we signed Austin Rivers and Alec Burks. So we haven't done anything new. And now we're saying, all right, let's just buy some junk contracts and get ready for next year. And it's like, but we just did that.
1: (laughs) Honestly, next summer, that's like the summer you want to be in a prime position. Meanwhile, like every marquee free agent is signing an extension this week. Like Brandon Ingram signed today. Bam Adebayo signed today. Today. Giannis will be the next domino that falls. And then it's like, okay. Those guys are gone, but next summer, the summer after that, 2022, at a certain point, Mm -hmm. you have to be like, all right, let's see if one of these guys can be Donovan Mitchell. Let's see if one of these guys can be Jason Tatum. Yes, and Knicks fans have twisted
0: so many different narratives to why these players will be coming to the Knicks. It's like, Donovan Mitchell's a Mets fan. Why wouldn't he want to come to the Knicks? (laughs) Even though he has a fully established life in Utah for the past five years. It's like, but we've got DeGrom. It's like, Knicks fans, I just don't know
1: what to tell us right now, to put faith in.
0: It's like, Leon seems shrewd. I'll say that.
1: Leon seems shrewd. Yeah, he's definitely not he's definitely not overspending for mediocre players. Like the joke is like, let's give Hassan Whiteside a hundred million dollars. They're not doing that. Right. Right. They had West,
0: they had every opportunity probably to sell the farm for Westbrook. And that just never really
1: materialized past the first rumor mill. So if you're just looking at their timeline, which is like, they just got into town like a couple months ago, they haven't messed up yet. Fact. Fact. Fact, (laughs) and that's a big win for Knicks front office. One thing I do like about
0: the Obi signing that I will say is that the Knicks are on this weird timeline where we do now have a couple of like second and third year players in the league who are like supposed to have upside, whether it's Kina, Knox, Barrett, Mitchell Robinson. Like they're all like two, three years in. Obi Toppin's twenty two, and that means that he is he's like at the same age range of them, same developmental, and so there's something about not drafting an eighteen year old to suddenly save these 22 year olds if that makes sense
1: yeah so okay so let's leave new york if you can imagine for a second there's other teams Mm -hmm. in the nba which um trade or free agent signing was the most wow oh oh dear holy shit moment for you of the weekend outside of austin rivers one for five one for
0: five Um, yeah gordon hayward for a buck 20 is wild huh (laughs)
1: education reform i mean wow there's some private schools (laughs) heading your way homie Jeez. i mean yeah so he turned down uh that last year of his boston contract for 34 million people are like what is he doing and then it's like don't worry maybe he'll get 100 million dollars over four it's not Mm -hmm. the same 34 but you know for the more years he almost got four year four more years of 34 million per it's four years at 30 million dollars per at his apex in utah his
0: apex when he was like, you know, it was sky's the limit. He was, I think he was averaging 25 and four, 20 points, five rebounds, four <laughs> assists. That's good. That's, That's fine. pretty good. Yeah. That's fine. But like it, he was coming to be like the savior in Boston. And then he gets like basically a pseudo max deal in <laughs> Charlotte. And it's like, he was 25 and four at his best before his like foot went backwards and everything went haywire. Haywarder. Nice. Um, you you got it. <laughs> um, but that's the one everyone's talking about. What about you? Was, was there like one, I mean, like, you want to talk about Marcus? All yet? Do you want to talk <laughs> about Sh- uh, Schroeder
1: yet? Like- <laughs> no, we don't, we don't have to talk about the Lakers yet. But that'll be the rest of the episode once we hit on it. The right. weird thing about Hayward to me is the, it, it doesn't feel like a culture fit even. Like, Charlotte, I felt like, was starting to become a cool young team. Like, Devontae Graham, cool young PJ cool Washington, young. cool young, cool young, Terry Rozier, coolish, youngish, mellow, mm-hmm. the ultimate cool young. Mm-hmm. And now you're throwing in a 31 year old Republican white dude, small forward. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this the correct timeline? Is this are you guys Don't doing you the right thing? Don't you belong here? in Boston? You should probably
0: <laughs> stay in Boston.
1: I, I mean, think. Boston trading him to Indiana. That felt like that was a slam dunk. That was perfect. But for whatever reason, right. Boston didn't want to get. Either they tried to get Miles Turner back or they decided to not get Miles Turner back and they figured we can give Tristan Thompson 19 million over two years instead. Right, yeah, I wonder. I mean, the LaMelo of it all is the most interesting
0: narrative of it to me. It's like, yeah. he could either make that team better or he could like, bring that team back a couple of steps in his rookie season, you know? Yeah. I don't know if Hayward balances that per se because I think it has to. they want to just develop him right now.
1: I mean, whatever happens, just having Melo on your team makes you kind of like a must-watch-ish the first part of next season. Like, I'm definitely curious to see what Melo looks like. Yeah, because
0: it's like his footage is from his overseas games and his high school games. But it's like we never really got to see him just play against, like, the college elite. Or, you know, there would be some (laughs) highlights of him against this guy and that guy. But, you know, like for the most part it seems like his footage is
1: different so he could go one of two ways you yeah. know I, I'm, I'm i'm curious like what is it like when drew holiday is guarding you and not a 39 year old australian kid oh i mean when drew holiday is guarding damian lillard he yeah. scores
0: 10 points <laughs> right.
1: so i mean yeah i
0: don't think that lamello stands a chance in that but That's i'm cool. wondering like even from the casual fan like i'm older than like you know like NBA Twitter's 22 year olds who just like watch LaMelo clips all day but like is he must see TV do they get national games because now they have LaMelo ball
1: I think at first people are super curious to see what he's like like is it is <clears> his <throat> ceiling just Lonzo or is it something more special than that right yeah. So let's, let's that's kind of TBD. We'll see. Right. He is Obi Toppin's height. Like, for whatever reason, this point guard is, again, another six-foot-eight-inch point guard. Everybody's six-eight. Yeah. Eight.
0: Obi just dunks. And that's, like, a little concerning to me. I know we're off the Knicks bandwagon, yeah. it seems like <laughs> his, like, special feature is dunks hard. And it's like, yeah.
1: okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. It's cool if there were people at MSG watching him go between his legs in the middle of a game. Right. Has that ever happened? Um, There the must m- have been. The mid-game one, like- through the legs? There was
0: has to be, like, a Jason Richardson or, like, J.R. Wright or Harold Miner, just something, right?
1: <laughs> I don't know about during the game.
0: Yeah. You might get pulled if you miss that. Coach yeah. is probably taking you right
1: out. <laughs> it's a risk.
0: I think that the most interesting—you uh, said, like, what's the one trade that kind of stands out? But the one that is still out there, I guess, is bogey. What the hell? Is this guy, like, why doesn't he sign
1: Bogdanovich? That was—yeah. So this is what happened with him. He was on Milwaukee for about a day, mm-hmm. and then— they were like, this is great. They got Drew Holiday and they traded for, they traded, uh, they turned pieces to, uh, but get Bogdan, Bogdanovich, of course, unrest- or the restricted free agent with the Kings. And then Woj announced it, and within a few, hours he's like actually <laughs> uh bogdan <laughs> never agreed to the sign and trade which i didn't realize he had to do because it's like it was more not just a trade it was a he's a restricted free agent so they had right basically had to work a deal with bogdan to sign a specific contract and trade him to the bucks right so i guess Woj or somebody jumped the gun uh tweeted that the trade was done and then bogdan's like i didn't agree to that Right. And so that's the first
0: half of it. That's the one that like we all were like, that was so weird. But then like since he's been reported to the Hawks for like a week, and it's just like, does he not have a pen? Like, why isn't
1: he signing something somewhere already? Because he's restricted, somebody had to give him an offer sheet, which is like, we want to sign you. And I guess Atlanta did. And then the Kings have like two days to say, we will actually match that and keep you or oh, you can go to Atlanta. So I think that's where we're at. We're at... Atlanta gave him an offer of four years, 72 mil, and the Kings have to say, okay, we want to match that, or that's too rich for our blood. Have fun in Atlanta. Got it. Okay, that clears up a lot because it really seemed like
0: he just needed a lawyer or something. It was (laughs) like, are you confused about the process? Everyone else seems to know what to do.
1: Turns out we were confused about the process. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about your Lakers. Okay, please. That was my biggest WTF was when... We were like waiting and waiting to see what to do with our mid-level exception. They're like, we're signing little guys and like Schroeder was dealt. Uh, yeah, so we like yeah. still at this nine and a half million, what to do with it. And I didn't really expect Trez to be on our radar. And then at like yeah. first night trez signs with the lakers i was like whoa that's a big one right
0: that was the first like nobody reported it there were no sort of like that was not we all feel like we know at least like we've heard rumors but like that was the first like excuse me
1: like they have the money and he has the balls to do that that's very exciting yeah to go from the clippers specifically to the lakers that's i mean you
0: you hate the clippers so is this any sort of conflict of interest or do you just root for the jersey
1: not the guy Oh, I, I, yeah, I totally like embrace him with open arms because now he left the Clippers to join the league. So I'm like, oh, this guy's great. He he personally yes. spurned the Clippers. They probably either offered him that much or were hemming and hawing and like, all right, if you don't want me, I'm going to go literally across the hall to the championship team uh, and play for them now. You just didn't hear. I never heard that. Like, you just think that that would make some waves before it
0: actually happened. What a boss to just pull that yeah, off I like guess- that
1: the the minor rumblings were just because of the clutch connection of it all like he had already signed with rich paul like last year Mm -hmm. so they're like all right he was gonna go to the lakers but then he had such a good season that everyone's like he's probably gonna get like a nixian five for 80 somewhere like a team like atlanta that really could use him but for whatever reason i guess you know big guys who can't shoot threes are of limited value
0: yeah i mean you upgraded at every position or like every player got like the better version of that player it's pretty remarkable right yeah,
1: yeah. so rondo became schroeder crazy which is an upgrade yeah runner is the sec- sixth man of the year and so much energy dwight became became trez so like that mm-hmm. became the sixth man of the year mm-hmm. uh daniel green became wes matthews which is comparable but he's making three million instead of 15 million huge and then uh, we re-signed Marquise and signed Marc Gasol to replace Javel McGee. Mark Gasol, the veteran minimum, is that correct? Is that like two and a uh, half? Mil? Almost, n- uh, yeah, a little more because we gave him a two-year fully guaranteed deal. So we had to trade McGee. We could offer him the minimum, and I guess Toronto did as well. But to give him more money, we had to trade McGee, which we did. Uh, which like kind of limits our. We don't have that seven-footer like Dwight or McGee to just harass other teams big men or get offensive rebounds mm-hmm. but what we have instead is a Dennis Schroeder Montrezl Harrell second lineup reserves and then we have Marcus who can hopefully pick up the slack do you think that I believe that in the
0: Lakers last season previous season they always had either LeBron or AD on the floor at the same time are there now lineups mm-hmm. where both of them sit simultaneously are there like four That's minute stretches
1: question. yeah yeah I mean I think it's a lot of it is going to help him in the regular season because the turnaround is insanely fast. We're, we're recording this on November 24th. In theory, preseason starts next week, and the season yeah. begins in less than a month. Fantastic. So <laughs> if we, we last year, like when LeBron rested, it was not a good situation. This year, I think we can tread water with LeBron um, yeah. on the bench. Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
0: Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort, meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
1: Delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs, a gripping murder mystery.
0: Yeah, I think that tight schedule is going to be tough on the players, but even more than the players, it's going to be tough on the fan duel players because (laughs) we're going to be starting AD two minutes before tip, and then we're going to find out. Like, teams are going to be resting their dudes. Like, this is going to be like the last couple weeks of the bubble, I think,
1: again. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Trez signing was not only good for the Lakers, it hurt like the second best team, which is the Clippers, and they looked like they were really floundering until they signed with that same exact contract, Serge yeah. Ibaka. Let's talk about that for a second. I think that
0: is such a massive upgrade over Montrez Harrell. I think Montrez Harrell is for them. Sh- uh, yeah, for them and just in basketball terms, like for a winning team, I feel like Ibaka takes you in the playoffs much further than Montrez does. Montrez yeah. is, I mean, for 30 minutes he's just going to put his shoulder in the other guys chest and it's just a nightmare. But yeah. I think Ibaka's game is just so much more refined. And he could just do so much more for that team. I think that's a real, I think that's a nice little win. I think both Los Angeles teams got net wins with those additions. Yeah. To their
1: teams. Yeah. yeah. And story-wise, it's a lot better. Like now we get to see Trez against the Clippers, which is going to be fun. And we get to see Ibaka with Kawhi, which is going to be fun. And
0: now you are armed with ammo for any Clippers fan to just say, he left your team to come to ours. You know, it's yeah. all just, this is just exactly how you wanted it to play out for 18 <laughs> months.
1: And all the Clipper fans are like, hey, good luck trusting Trez. He was terrible in the bubble. He can't defend. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun to see if we could like squeeze more out of him than Doc Rivers could.
0: Yeah. I mean, because we talk about all the guys you have additions to, or your new additions, but like you have LeBron and A D. It's so mental. Yeah. Like this team. Yeah. What do you think a realistic is it seventy five game season or seventy two? Seventy two, yeah. Ten what do you games think of- less than usual. What do you think a realistic record for them at the end of the regular season? And don't like they don't sit LeBron for a week or something. What's a realistic record? 16. Oh, no. Uh, 15 22. Wow. Oh, okay. So you don't think they're going to just absolutely smash this season?
1: I don't think so because I, I mean, I didn't think so last year either, but they did really, really well. I just don't think that regular season LeBron. Um, is gonna be the same this year. Like mm-hmm. that one seed is less important now that we have a championship under our belt and like we already have a little mm-hmm. built in chemistry. We don't have to like hustle mm-hmm. so hard to create that. Mm-hmm. And we know what we have and we should have a better team so he should he should be playing less. And the insanely quick turnaround I think He almost shouldn't play very much in December and January,
0: right? Much more responsible. Is it? Is this season now like going to be? You play the same teams far more often than other teams, like teams in your region generally. I've seen how like yeah, some teams that's another crazy thing.
1: They haven't even like announced what the schedule is. They know vaguely like you're still playing the East. You know, East plays West twice uh, a season, but you don't. Maybe you don't play like. Interconference non-divisional opponents as much like lakers may play the thunder only twice instead of four or five times
0: yeah because there's some regions where you're just toast i mean like the like whoever is around the lakers lakers clippers play a bunch you know slide in yeah. denver they're kind of close you know maybe bring down portland it's just
1: like those are all killer teams those could be the top four teams in the west yeah, well imagine the Pacific Division being the Sacramento Kings. You have to play the Lakers four or five times, the Clippers four or five times. Right. And then when things are getting easy, you have to play the Warriors four or five times. God and damn. the Phoenix Suns, who are also very good this year, four or right. five times. Is there
0: a consensus like these these are the top six teams in the West? Like I go through just like the quick names that run through my head and it's like Lakers, Clippers, yes.
1: Um yeah. you put who else? Like um portland is that are they a top- tier underneath it yeah it's like portland who portland. got better and then denver utah right if houston uh, keeps their roster maybe yeah that's another thing that's looming is the russell westbrook and james harden trade of it all like it doesn't seem like they want to bring those two guys back after they both publicly said they didn't want to be there but right that's going to be fun Crazy shit has happened that's
0: a fun locker room right but it just seems like there's just so little space in the west like we didn't even say phoenix yet and they got chris paul
1: you know yeah and they want all their games in the bubble <laughs> yeah phoenix should be really good and the, Mads, the Warriors should be better in I mean, theory the phoenix worst, yeah. and the warriors should uh make a leap into the playoffs and replace who okc i guess is gonna fall flounder out but right is new orleans gonna make it is uh minnesota supposed to be better this year memphis is supposed to be better this year i don't know did new orleans get better it's interesting in new orleans
0: i like stan van gundy as a coach but did yeah. they become better like losing drew holiday is that's a big loss i mean they got eric bledsoe and someone else from milwaukee maybe a pick something like that yeah yeah they got a shitload of picks but yeah and bledsoe was,
1: oh and george hill
0: george hill solid player of course and then they yeah. dropped 17 and a half million on steven
1: adams <laughs> yeah what it's just to the whole trez tristan thompson serge Ibaka centers are worth nine million dollars thing they didn't yeah. get the memo yeah, he's not he's
0: um he's an absolute oak tree. But it's just like yeah. <laughs> you have like the biggest big man on the blo- low block right now. Like you need Zion jumping over Steven. It just that move really confused me and suddenly made me think like Brandon Ingram, Jackson Hayes is now stuck in there. They have just some weird pieces. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Alonzo Ball's still there. Yeah.
0: He's the one that the Knicks fans are still kind of keeping our eye out for right now. Like could would he yeah. go for a sixteen million dollar contract in his next contract? Would he want more than sixteen?
1: Yeah. He's part of this, like, uh, Jason Tatum, Brandon, no, uh, Jason Tatum class, Donovan Mitchell class, where they're, they've all signed their extensions off their rookie years, but Lonzo did not. So he's, like, still on to the last year this year, making only, like, $6 million a year. Right. He so really he, wants to get it. New Orleans now. is not giving him that extension. They gave it to Brandon Ingram. So this is, like, a contract year for Lonzo and yeah, it's re- it's really curious. Like some people think he's a bust, and some people think like he's an all defensive player who can still find a jump shot somewhere. Right, because he averages like ten, ten, and ten, which is
0: cool. Um, yeah, but I wonder—is it like does he tread into? I mean, God, Gordon Hayward got thirty million a year, but like does he tread <laughs> into the twenty million dollar a year category?
1: I mean, it just seems I don't like oh yeah, yeah. If you're paying for future prediction. It's tough to say that he's definitely hasn't been worth it that much as of now. Like he's still. I still don't trust him to make a three or a floater or a jump shot. Right. Yeah. He still. But Knicks fans,
0: Nick's fans still kind of want him. Did he switch to CIA? If he switched to CIA,
1: he's a future Nick, no doubt. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm on his IMDb Pro. It won't tell me who his H4 manager is. What the fuck. L. Dot Rose. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> well. Uh, and trades. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about the. Um, The big one, which was Drew Holiday to Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. and then Chris Paul to Phoenix we barely touched on, which is like a huge swing from OKC to Phoenix. Love that. OKC, I mean, what do you think about the Presti of it all? Do you like 17 draft picks? Is that... (laughs) It seemed like he went overboard at a certain point. (laughs) Right, right. And then uh, I, I did see some tweets where it's like, is he the GM of the year? Like, it's easy to turn... Russell Westbrook into five draft picks and Paul George into, like, that's one of the easiest things to do as a GM. You trade your superstars to teams that need them and you fleece them for their future. Like That's That's right. In theory, I could do that, right? Right. I mean, in theory, the Knicks have been
0: doing that for 20 years where it's just like, it's (laughs) like we're a year away. We're two years away. We're four years away. We're two decades away. It's like they're picks, but they're not players. And you went from a, like a pretty cool rising western conference team where it seemed like you could almost attract some players to be like all right, right. i can get down with this with like shea yeah. and these players to strip it down to the bones and bolts and they were just like and 17 I feel bad picks for,
1: i feel bad for sga because he's like pretty solid up-and-comer but like who's he playing with now lou dort and who else is there i think i, haven't I think lou, even kept track
0: yeah william rondo and lou dort's cousin they only have four <laughs> on the roster right
1: now <laughs> yeah that's so sad they were they were basically one game away from the second round and then they're like all right trade everybody cut everybody let's get draft picks and what are they saving up for
0: yeah tbd i'm not i am not fully on board with 17 draft picks is the goal of winning an nba championship like you won (laughs) the you you won the first round pick game and that's cool but
1: (laughs) (laughs) what can you get for sga and 17 first rounders (laughs) yeah does that get you a player (laughs) exactly the player you just got rid of (laughs) full circle you got westbrook and george somehow And then James Harden, like the trade felt imminent. Everyone's like, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. It still hasn't happened.
0: Yeah. And you wonder if that's just, you know, we made that like a bigger news story than it was. You know, like once we start believing, not we, you would die, but the royal we. It's like, once we start believing things, it's like, we'll just make it happen. It's a reality now. I've imagined it.
1: But (laughs) it's like, we're all tweeting about it.
0: Yeah. But who knows what they actually want? You know, they got Christian Wood. They, they seem like they're buyers as opposed to just like being like the
1: Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, it seems like Although they, they started well. they started selling a little bit. They Roko Robert Covington into two draft picks, so they're like, "All mm-hmm. right, we don't need Rocco anymore." Right. Uh they already and he was like their starting center. But yeah, then they signed Christian Wood and now they're like, "Oh, maybe we can make another run at this." Yeah. It's cuz it's
0: the Westbrook and Harden of it. They're just so they really just like when you they're very I don't know what the right word is, but when you see them they're very polarizing. Like, you, they don't, like, fit into a team necessarily. It's almost like you're just, like, giving them the, the wheel. And they're like, you just figure it out. So right. it seems like a tough, like, no teams seem like they're that desperate. The Knicks seemed like a smart play because it was just like, we have no identity
1: whatsoever. Or point guard. Yeah. And you both do both of those things. Um, it's like a prepackaged thing. It's like, here's Russ, a Russell Westbrook team if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Do
0: you think that teams are also uh, weary of these, like, five first round draft pick trades now that they've happened a couple times and like the paul george one seems like it's a bit of a you know a warning to other teams be careful right. what you trade be careful what you trade for
1: you know you don't want to mortgage your future for a two-year deal on a guy that might be gone like paul george and Kawhi are technically in the last year of their contract they can opt in next year or they cannot
0: right But I guess my theory actually does not hold when I think about the Anthony Davis of it all, which was the exact
1: same version that worked out exactly as they would hope. (laughs) If you mortgage your future, you better at least make the finals, let alone like, I mean, the Clippers might not make a conference finals and still have mortgaged their entire future. That's, That's what's staring them in the face right now.
0: And is this the last guaranteed season they have with Kawhi and Paul George?
1: They sign two plus one, so this will be the second year guaranteed. And then, if they want to play next year, they have to opt into a contract, or they can opt out and resign anywhere. Thin ice, dog. That is like <laughs> some thin ice. You made a bet. You made a bet, Steve Palmer. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's if he leave, if one of them leaves, it's over. You need right. You need both of them long term. Right. And what worked for the
0: Lakers is that Anthony Davis didn't just become a better basketball player playing with LeBron. He also became, like, a more shrewd and savvy off-the-court businessman. And <laughs> now you're texting me about, like, their 4D game of chess that they're playing, where he might not sign because they want to clock Giannis's decision. And if Giannis might actually want to come with the Lakers, which, shut up if Giannis goes to the Lakers. Yeah, it's looking unlikely right now. But— Two years ago, Anthony Davis was a guy in New Orleans who was wearing T-shirts that say that's all folks to passive aggressively uh-huh. say that he doesn't like <laughs> it there. And now he yeah. is winning rings and, you know, low-key commanding where people go and bringing people to his team. So yeah.
1: the Lakers got this one right. Yeah, we figured it out. And the fit with LeBron has been perfect, more so than Kawhi and Paul George, I guess. Right. Um, so Harden, if you had to bet, are Harden and Westbrook starting the year on the yes. Rockets? yes, I think they are. I think it was all just smoke. I mean, the season's in, like, three
0: weeks. (laughs) Like, how much more? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know teams that, I mean, it's like Kemba has been, like, loosely on trading blocks. John Wall has loosely been on trading blocks. But neither one of them, you know, gives you the return that you're looking for. And they're both on max deals,
1: you know, so. Yeah. And Knicks, uh, Knicks fan, are you rooting for, if you can get Harden or John Wall or Russell Westbrook for, I don't know, pick four of your favorite up-and-comers would you do it no i would want them for one-year deals just so that it'd
0: be fun to watch them and then say all right see you later i mean you yeah. can't <laughs> i mean the and knicks you had to choose one uh john wall without a doubt mm. i mean he's just the most mm. game ready
1: <laughs> yeah he hasn't played in four years but yeah seeing him <laughs> so, in the Knicks he just makes sense yeah just gritty gritty like gritty yeah <laughs> gritty like the flyers mascot right
0: it is surreal is there that, anything uh, we haven't talked about uh, we haven't really talked about Atlanta and Detroit or two teams that um, I can't give you specifics, but it seems like they got everybody, like every player, in the, like just like <laughs> black holes just sucking in players
1: like left and right. It's like, yeah, the, the first four deals announced were like. Detroit has traded for Tony Bradley. Detroit has signed this other center. Detroit has done this. It's like, Jesus, like, leave some room for the rest of us.
0: Right. It was like, it felt like that extra friend in the group where it was like, <laughs> you all went to the mall with 100 bucks and this person, like, spent their 100 in the first five minutes. And it was like, yo, we're yeah. going to be here all day. What are you doing? <laughs> like, chill out. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. And everyone's like, do you have to trade Blake Griffin at this point? Like, how do you have enough room? They, uh um, and Charlotte, Charlotte the same. They're like, you're already paying Batum hundred and. Forty million dollars. How are you going to pay for Hayward? Yeah, they're like, yeah, we have to waive Nick Batum. We overspent. I'm sorry, guys. We apologize. (laughs) You walk back into the room with your tail between your legs. Like, I know what I did. Atlanta's the same thing. They were like, they were building a young, cool team. Like Trey Young, John Collins, Cam Reddish. These are like cool, young players in a cool city. Went out and signed Danilo Gallinari, Rondo. Yeah, Rondo. Like, mm-hmm. what timeline is that working with exactly? Like, Why are you, what, Why does Atlanta need John Rondo exactly? They think they had the highest cap room in the league. They had 44 and the Knicks had
0: 40 going into the free agency. And it seemed like uh-huh. they wanted to spend all 44, like come hell or yeah. high water. Whereas the Knicks were like, Alec Burke, six. Rivers, <laughs> five. Like, yeah. Dennis Smith, you know, you get it. Um, and so it just seems like they wanted to spend their money and they filled it out. I mean, like... You can convince me that Danilo Gallinari is a solid player. He is, but it's just like I don't know. It, it, it's just a weird Are you timeline, putting that I guess. on poster.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he was a Nick like,
0: sixteen years. He got traded for Melo, I believe. So yeah, isn't it?
1: Yeah, part of the Detroit deal. And isn't it better to like play Kevin Herder as much as possible? Like, what's the what's the point of winning a few more games with Gallinari on your team versus yeah. seeing what you have with Herder or Cam Reddish, DeAndre it, Hunter? Yeah, I mean, give me
0: Herder and Bogdanovich, and let me say who was who. Like, if, without my glasses on, I'm just watching two, like, six, two white dudes running around firing at will.
1: I'll take it. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't believe it's all happening so quickly. In theory, media day is supposed to happen next week? I don't understand. My brain is yeah. kind of broken. Yeah, I think my birthday is the 3rd, and I think preseason starts the 5th, so it's like a real <laughs> win-win. <laughs> also, like, Do we know? Do they know where these games are happening? If there's a crowd? Some some teams have announced that there's no audience. Some teams are going to leave it more open-ended. Yeah, the fact it's that there's no schedule is just like... No schedule. So, right. This is all make And teams are traveling. Right yeah. Like, uh, it's going to be like the NFL, where it's like, all right, except in the NFL when it's like four offensive linemen have COVID, so they're not traveling. You can't say that with like the the Hornets. They can't be like six Hornets have COVID, but we're going to play a game. Right. It's LaMelo and the Ball Brothers verse. (laughs) That's all we got. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. You have like games will be postponed and I don't know. It just feels very fishy. It all feels wonky right now. Yeah. Thin ice, 12 players per team.
0: And the bubble was so flawless that, you know, I think we took it for granted that the NBA is this
1: like impermeable thing, but this seems like it's going to be a little different. So TBD. Let's find out. Would you go to a game? If they're like, you know what? We can let 300 people into the arena. Are you paying to go? Hell yeah, dog.
0: (laughs) As long as I don't have to wear my mask and I can just spit my particles wherever I want (laughs) willy-nilly. USA, USA, (laughs) USA.
1: Get me in a fucking luxury box, spilling my viral load all over the place. Disgusting. That is just too far.
0: (laughs) That phrase, that phrase in load management, the word load just shouldn't be around. It's way more popular
1: than it should be viral load management. So it's okay. like, that's sort of what a mask is, if you think about it. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Um, I don't know if there's anything we missed. I'm sure there is. Little signings here and there, but um, a solid recap, nonetheless. Yeah, solid recap, nonetheless. Um, if there's one takeaway,
0: it's that the Knicks one free agency. One year, five million Boston
1: <laughs> <Austin> Rivers. <laughs> they did a lot of like interesting little savvy things, like we'll we'll take ed reed or not Ed, ed davis <laughs> Ed, ed davis, davis yeah but give us a second rounder and right. then it's like okay we'll f- we'll send you ed davis now but give us a second rounder it's like wait you guys didn't ha- you didn't do anything and now you have two second rounders that was yeah interesting. Yeah. yeah so little fringe again, moves yeah, yeah. the next <laughs> six to 16 years away we're almost there yeah. <laughs> six to 16 is our window <laughs> they're doing like the little fringe things you have to do when you have like a core three that's like a championship team but like without the core three yeah it's like well i love the little moves that they did it's like all right so who's starting though oh that part um, um wow, no we didn't think about that yeah
0: so far we just cut taj and resigned taj and cut taj and re-signed taj
1: <laughs> <laughs> they did that with alfred payton right they like they cut him and then signed him to a cheaper contract yeah they're just shrewd and mean and winning 22 <laughs> games 22 and 53 incoming Knicks fans i'm excited to see the over-unders yeah yeah we That'll got probably the over-under the- draft next week Okay, we're back. Let's bring it back, baby. Cool. Um, all right, Sweet. Anything you want to plug, promote, talk about? Just listen to the No Joke Podcast when you're
0: not listening to Buckets. Also on HeadGum, me and Adam Lustick.
1: Hell yeah, good work. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back, I'm sure, as soon as possible. All right, see you then. Later. That was a HeadGum Podcast.